Lifetime Live with Griselda Tutumashe. And uh, right now we speak to um, uh, the Tabombegi Foundation and uh, as we reflect on uh, the legacy of a great icon indeed, Advocate Max Borgwana is joining us as CEO of the Tabombegi Foundation. Good afternoon and welcome, sir. Good afternoon, Mrs. Criselda, to you and your listeners. You know, uh, people like Kofi Annan are one of those individuals where you want to say gone too soon, but you look at his legacy, his contribution, you almost feel like you're being selfish now. Uh, he truly has served Africa, hasn't he? You're quite right, Mrs. Criselda. Um, he, he has served not only Africa, but he has served, he has served the world. And he has proven that we as Africans can actually accent to world stage and have an indelible legacy on issues, whether, as we refer to him, whether we're talking about the issues of development, you will realize that it was during his tenure that the MDGs, um, the Millennium Development Goals, were started, um, which were followed by currently the, the SDGs. But it was also during that tenure that and the issue, the focus on human rights that culminated the setting up of the International Criminal Court um, to deal with the issues of impunity. It was during his tenure that that happened. But lastly, you know that our continent of Africa has been facing this serious challenge of insecurity, issues of conflict. You will realize that as we speak today, the largest amount of resources as far as security issues are concerned mm. are deployed in the African continent. And, and let's talk about, you know, I, your press release talks about the great shock and sadness um, that your patron, former President Tabombegi, expressed. Uh, their relationship uh, take us through some of the works that they've done together. As you know, that um, you, you know he's contributed immensely to the United Nations causes. Indeed, you you will realize, Mr. Kriselda, that the times in which um, 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 in that uh, Kofi Annan was the General Secretary of the United Nations um, coincide actually with the time that President Mbeki was the head of the Republic of South Africa. Mm. And it was it was this time that really the issue of the importance of multinational institutions was highlighted, especially for us as Africans. It was this time that we had our representative, Ambassador Kumalo, um, in the Security Council, when they raised a number of other issues that the Security Council had to take into account. If one remembers the issue of the Group of 77 plus China, which is really the when the need for a voice of the developing countries was important, and this Group of 77 plus China really made the voice of the smaller nations much more prominent, as you understand, mm. that it is this... Um, situation at the United Nations of the dominance uh, by the victors of the World War II. And in the different positions that he served, um, and uh, he, his biggest wish for Africa was uh, the protection of human rights and functioning democracy. Uh, do you believe that we'll realize that in this lifetime? Look, 
Um, Mrs. Chriselda, I think every generation has got its own responsibility. These elders, I think they tried their best. Mm. You will recall that there are serious difficulties that happened during Dr. Kofianan's time. Remember when he was the head of the UN peacekeeping, we had the tragedy in, um, in Rwanda. You will also recall the invasion of Iraq. Um, in particular, the United Nations ignoring the collective voice of the world. Mm. It was at this time that uh, the United Nations um, security um, forces were also deployed in Liberia, Sierra Leone, and the DRC. And unfortunately, during that time, there was a huge um, incidence of rape by the same peacekeeping forces. So it raised the issue of accountability, um, especially in this very poor and conflict-ridden um, environment. So in as much as we've got this enduring legacy of the important things that happened during his time, there were a number of these other issues that the current and future generations have to deal with. And if one were to just define, um, he characterizes uh, leadership style that we perhaps can draw strength from, uh, we can learn from. I'd like to know about that uh, when you return from this break. Lifetime Live with Chris Selda. We're celebrating a great life indeed worth celebrating. This is I Am an African Feature and uh, we're paying tribute this afternoon uh, to Kofi Annan, uh, born a Ghanaian in, in the city of Kumasi um, to an aristocratic uh, family of uh, Fante tribe. And uh, uh, we're reflecting on his legacy, his contribution uh, in fighting for human rights and as he served uh, the globe. Um, and and uh, joining us right now is Advocate Max Borgwana, who is uh, CEO of the Tabombegi Foundation. Let's talk about uh, you know how we can characterize his leadership uh, leadership style, and especially for young people, as we capture um, or his contribution. But I think one of the greatest attributes of of, of uh, General Secretary Anan was just this ability of able to balance. Um, what the complex issues um, in an environment where there's a dominance, for instance, of the United Nations. How do you balance the interest of the larger society and the larger, the larger number of the countries of the world mm-hmm. to the dominant attitude of the United Nations, I mean, of the United States of, of, of America without alienating it? You will recall, Chriselda, that um, when Ndate Anand took over as the general secretary, he took over from Mr. Botros, Botros Ghani, yeah. another outstanding African who was the general secretary at that time. But the, the, the issue that was raised with respect to Botros, Botros Ghani, he was uncompromising as far as the independence is concerned, to the extent that you had this alienation and difficulties um, of the United Nations not being supported by the major powers, including the United States. When Kofi Annan came, he tried to play a very serious balancing act in the interest of strengthening the institution and and ensuring that the institution fulfills its mandate. You know, Professor Adikeya puts it very well. Mm-hmm. He's saying in this environment, you need the ability to use a long spoon to eat on the same plate with the devil. 
And wow. that's exactly what was happening because you had this United States that wished to um, that wished to dominate um, the world's politics, but at the same time, you can't do without them. Yeah. And how do you work? with them in ensuring that you achieve the greater good. And I think Kofi Annan managed to, to, to steer that balance in a very, very delicate manner, and I dare say successfully so. And I, you know, you mentioned Butrus Butrus Gali. Um, Sherwin Peters on Twitter uh, mentioned something I thought about yesterday that, uh, you know, Kofi Annan was actually the first general secretary that gave UN a face. And, and Sherwin on, on, on Twitter um, confirms this, that you know Crisalda Kofi Annan uh, was the first secretary general in, of the UN who actually gave face to that body. <laughs> he gave it a human face. His legacy, um, his legacy of basic human rights, will live on and at, at the UN and around the world. May his soul rest in eternal peace. Indeed, I think I think that is that is the um, tribute that was paid by Ambassador Kumalo um, mm. on the retirement of. Uh, Kofi Annan at the, at the UN in 2006, he said exactly those words, that he had this, he, his greatest achievement was to put a human face yeah. on, the, on the United Nations, and I think that's correct. So we, I also appreciate his connection to civil society. Um, I, I remember in 2006, actually, uh, before he left office, uh, we were invited as the South African delegate. A picture that I posted earlier on on my Twitter uh, page at at Positive GP, uh, where he just you know invited us to interact, and he listened. He listened. You know, a person is listening when they ask questions that are based on what you said. Oh, for sure. And I think you, you, you might have seen also recently the South African artists um, that were traveling in the United Kingdom last year. They were posting pictures with him at that time. So, so you're quite right in terms of his interaction with the civil society. But you will know that he was working very closely um, with the Mo Ibrahim Foundation. Um, mm. This issue of seriously focusing on the issue of good governance. Um, in particular in Africa, dealing with the issues of, of health, the issues of poverty and HIV AIDS, um, the issues of human rights, and the issues of the role of civil society. And I mean, it is those interactions that you find these elders, including Mama Krasa myself, that they are, they concern themselves with. So he, he has been an activist up until the end. Yeah. In, in fact, we have uh, pictures of him um, doing the walk with Mama Grasa. And, and I guess that was his last visit uh, to South Africa and uh, walking uh, for great causes still. No, indeed. Um, and, and I think he, he gives pay to this, to this issue that I think it's important that many of those leaders that have achieved so much, they need to have a greater visibility because they have not just done what they have done successfully, but they are an inspiration to this generation and future generations. 
and these tributes continue to pour. Former U.S. President Bill Clinton and former U.S. Secretary of uh, State Hillary uh, Clinton um, saying Kofi Annan was uh, a truly great U.N. Secretary General. Uh, It was an honor to work with him in his efforts to reform the U.N., strengthen global health and peacekeeping and reduce poverty. Uh, You know, it almost feels like uh, his voice was visible um, and and uh, you could you you knew exactly what his mandate is and and what he stood for advocate no he clearly had presence um and and i think we can't overemphasize um the triad of development and of human rights and 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 and, 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 and of 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 ensuring that there's peace and security um worldwide mm. so you, we know that most of the work is centered around the United Nations, but, but as, as we were saying, he has been part of the civil society, raising these very important issues that the world is battling with um, today. And just uh, in conclusion, I, I mean, one of the messages he con- connected to uh, was understanding what former President Tabombegi was saying um, in, when he was talking about HIV alone cannot be causing this tragedy. tragedy. And something that is acknowledged um, by the Clinton family as well, saying he made the fight against AIDS and the responsibility to protect civilians in conflict zones true priorities uh, for the UN. No, no, indeed. I mean, one had to understand that you, you had the HIV AIDS sketch, which is really a concoction of, 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 of poverty, a concoction of ignorance and a concoction of, of physiology. So, so one needed to have a holistic approach in terms of how we respond to this issue. And I think in the end, if you look at the, World Health Organization's response mm. to the crisis of HIV/AIDS. It's that comprehensive response, yeah. which is really had to be based on thorough knowledge, has to be based on dealing with issues of development and poverty, and also dealing with the issue of medication. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much uh, for joining us. And I guess uh, you can also send a message to the foundation. Um, indeed, a great loss. All right, that's Advocate Bokwana and uh, Advocate Max Bokwana, CEO of uh, the Tabombegi Foundation, um, sending a message of shock for from the passing of Kofi Annan. News headlines with Uzile Sako. Discussions impacting your life the most. Right, uh, continuing with uh, discussions impacting your life the most as we lead the conversations. This is SAFM Radio with me, Crisalda Dudumash. And right now, I am an African. Uh, we're paying um, tribute to Kofi Annan. And, uh, uh, you know, tributes continue to pour throughout uh, the world. South African President Cyril Ramaphosa uh, says Annan uh, was a great leader and diplomat extraordinaire uh, who had advanced the African agenda within the United Nations and had flown the flag for peace around the world. And right now joining us uh, on the line is Archbishop Njongungulu Ndungani, who is founder and president of African Monitor. Good afternoon and welcome, uh, Advocate, uh, Sengiti Advocate Archbishop. Good afternoon. 
Thank you so much for taking our call. Now, take us through some of the contribution um, that uh, late Kofi Annan, um, uh, g- g- through his support, through his wisdom, uh, gave to uh, African Monitor. I think the first thing that uh, we could say about Kofi Annan, he was one of the greatest sons of Africa. We're very proud of him. Uh, he was a global champion for poverty eradication having ushered in the Millennium Development Goals and spearheaded a global response towards the eradication of poverty. And therefore, it was uh, of utmost importance when we were thinking about forming the African Monitor, which is a non-profit entity monitoring the development agenda uh, for Africa, that I had to consult Kofi Annan, who gave us his support and encouraged us uh, to go ahead because uh, this was one of the most significant instruments to monitor development in our continent from the grassroots perspective in terms of what uh, African governments do with uh, the contributions they get Uh, from the G8 towards Africa's development and what African African governments do uh, for the development of their people. So he gave us great encouragement uh, in that regard. And the the tributes that continue to pour, almost everyone acknowledges um, the fact that he lived and and worked for global peace. Former Ghanaian President John Mahama uh, says he lived and worked for global peace, security, and sustainable development in every uh, in a very challenging time. A proud son of Ghana and a proud uh, son of Africa, and and that then speaks to uh, I mean how much he had passion uh, for the development of of the continent yes he had a great passion for the development of africa in fact uh, we shared uh, platforms uh, international platforms on matters uh, specifically focusing on africa's uh, development and on his retirement from the un he chaired the uh, africa progress panel which actually complemented the African Monitor because the Africa Progress Panel focused on uh, monitoring what was happening at government level uh, worldwide uh, in terms of assisting Africa. Uh, whilst we uh, at African Monitor were looking from the perspective uh, of the grassroots uh, monitoring what is actually happening on the ground with uh, the uh, donations and grants that Africa was getting. So we worked very much uh, together, hand in hand, uh, the Africa Progress Panel and the African Monitor. And what can we say about his leadership style? I think he was a selfless leader, Mm. uh, committed to the betterment of other people. Uh, it speaks to his integrity, his deep concern for humanity, and his uh, preference uh, for dialogue instead of war. And um, he, he had a strong passion for Africa. His belief 
uh, in Africa's capacity for prosperity, and in particular, uh, the youth of Africa, where he stated many times that young people should be at the helm of leading uh, transformation in the continent, uh, because uh, they are our future. And of course, our continent is a young continent, and encouraging young people to take responsibility in issues of development and transformation, uh, transformation is actually very key for the success of Africa going forward. And I guess we can also, um, you know, appreciate uh, his accessibility to civil society. He was one of those leaders who, who do not lead um, top down, um, but rather would listen uh, to civil society and engage uh, in seeking solutions uh, for the challenges of the world. Oh, definitely. I think that uh, the fact that it was easy to approach him, to consult with him, as I mentioned, uh, one of the leaders I was able to consult uh, when we were thinking of establishing African Monitor. And um, his leadership style, being open uh, to civil society uh, in terms of um, taking the agenda for development. In fact, I think that uh, to keep his legacy alive, uh, we should continue and pursue uh, the monitoring of the implementation of the Sustainable Development Goals, uh, which he strongly supported. Uh, I think going forward, uh, we've got to maintain that his legacy Hmm. in continuing to be open to the development uh, of Africa in particular. And, you know, when we lose leaders um, like Kofi Annan and the many that uh, we continue to lose almost uh, leading us to a brain drain, what does that do to uh, the causes that still lie ahead for Africa uh, in terms of ensuring that uh, uh, democracy is, is, is accessible and it's sustained? I think that uh, the challenge to all of us is to take the baton and continue to fight mm. and continue to learn from these great leaders that have gone before us and uh, with a strong passion and commitment and integrity mm. uh, in going forward for the development of our continent. And I think that the young people are our pride. And, and again, as I traversed, when I still use to travel a lot, the continent, uh, one is proud at the young people who are committed uh, to uh, the progress uh, and development of our continent. And lastly, um, Archbishop, uh, for young people listening to this conversation, how do we um, ensure that uh, we we uphold his legacy? I think it's a challenge uh, that uh, we learn from our elders, we learn from those who have gone before, uh, the steps they took uh, to make sure that uh, the cause of the people, particularly the poor and the underprivileged, uh, are championed and that the voices uh, of Africa, uh, the voices of Africa's development uh, ring loud and clear in the corridors of power worldwide. I think it's a challenge that um, 
young people have got uh, moving forward, taking the baton from those who have been outstanding leaders uh, in our continent uh, and in our countries. Archbishop, we thank you. We thank you very much uh, for joining us and uh, um, thank you to the African Monitor as well for helping us pay tribute uh, to a great son of the soil indeed. Thank you very much and have a great day. Thank you and so so should you. Uh, That's Archbishop Njongunkulu Ndungane, founder and president of African Monitor. It's interesting how his institutional memory is so intact and one of our elders who contributed immensely um, to the liberation of this country. Let's pay the bills when we come back, listen to some of the, uh, some of his voice clips and uh, you would want to remember uh, what he stood for and uh, some of the, uh, his insights on what it takes to be an ethical leader. 106.2 FM in Oldsworthy. The elders group of global leaders uh, continue to pour tributes uh, for the passing of the um, uh, late Kofi Annan and uh, Nigerian President uh, Muhammadu uh, Buhari says Annan's humility, nobility and love for humanity set him apart for global greatness, achieving recognition and uh, com- commendation for the f- reform of the Na- United Nations uh, bureaucracy and multiple interventions to bring peace to the world. I mean, this message just cuts across. Indeed, he was a man um, about peace and and human rights for all. And let's listen to his voice. Elders have a video. Um, This is a video series on various issues. And in this um, uh, voice, chair of uh, Elders, Kofi Annan, was uh, giving his definition of what makes an ethical leader. I think we should be looking at those men and women in position of authority and leadership who strive to do what is right, who also realize that the power they hold in the office that they occupy is not something personal, it's something they hold in trust for the people. And they should know that they are there to serve and handle the problems and issues of the people. And when I'm talking of leadership, I'm not talking mainly of political leadership. It can be at the corporate level in any uh, other situation. To be able to understand the concern and the need of of others, to be able to empathize and to think of tomorrow, to think of the future. And constantly also ask yourself, what should I be doing? What should we be doing? How can I help? Not this is what I do. Yeah, not this is what I do, but how can I help consistently looking at uh, uh, how you can best serve? Uh, German Councillor Angela Merkel um, says, Gofi Annan never gave up, gave up working for the good in, in the world. He knew how to get people engaged and became a role model, especially for young people all over the world. And uh, with this uh, second conversation, this report was compiled by reporter Bulelani Phillips after Kofi Annan delivered a third annual Desmond Tutu Peace Lecture at the University of the Western Cape. Uh, This was in 2013. Annan says he's concerned by the attempts to subvert the role of the ICC. He says some African countries, like Kenya, had repeatedly failed to try its leaders 
for alleged crimes against humanity. When I hear the debate going on, the leaders are protecting themselves. No one speaks for the victims. No one is asking what happened to the uh, displaced persons who are still in the camp. I think someone should speak for the, for the little ones and look after uh, their interest. He also touched on the attacks by terrorist groups. As the recent terrorist attacks in Nigeria and Kenya have underlined extremism and proliferation of armed groups pose a serious threat for peace and security. Annan has also reiterated that the UN Security Council needed reform in order to be much more representative. It cannot be justified that today Africa with 54 countries doesn't have a single permanent seat. Latin America doesn't have one. India with about a fifth of the world's population doesn't have a seat. He shall sorely be missed indeed. Um, he dies on the 18th of August in Switzerland after a short illness. Short indeed because just last month uh, he was doing a walk right here in South Africa. One of my friends, Aloma, um, who is an activist of note, who's contributed immensely uh, in the health fraternity, says, thank you for a truly wonderful program dedicated to Mr. Kofi Annan, a diplomat of note who certainly did much um, to put the UN back on the world stage. Um, he was my boss then when I did my stint at uh, the UNDP and may his gentle soul rest in profound peace. And indeed he had a gentle soul and uh, these tributes continue to poor British Prime Minister uh, Theresa May says a great leader and reformer of the United Nations. He made a huge contribution to making the world he has left a better place than when uh, the one he was born into. How many of us can say this? <sighs> take a break uh, and I guess we can continue to say may his gentle soul uh, rest in peace. We did invite uh, the Nelson Mandela Foundation as well because they've done a lot of work uh, with him. Unfortunately we can't get hold of a, a person who will represent them and um, they did issue a statement um, and, and it would have been interesting to hear about uh, the work that they did together as statesmen because um, both of them decided whilst they lived and whilst they were able still uh, to step down and which is something that uh, you know speaking back uh, to being ethical as leaders when we come back next and uh, I, I guess we can close this conversation um, by uh, praying and wishing for his gentle soul to rest peacefully uh, when we return uh, we talk about uh, casual day and uh, speak to casual day ambassador Daphne Twala.